From the Aleuts at Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. We are going to have some key matchups that we're going to break down today. We're going to tell you what the 49ers need to do to win. And for the 49ers to win, all you have to do is believe. Believe, folks. That's all you got to do. We do need to believe, but the 49ers probably need to play a little better, too, for them to win. Um, we, like he said, we have the matchups coming up that will show you why. We have the starting offensive and defensive lineups for both teams, who's in, who's out with injuries. Not only that, man, but we, we got, wow, that's bold. We got Lock It Up back in full force. I'm super pumped, super excited. We'll see how we stacked up, who did well and who didn't do well last week. I have a feeling we all did close to the same. Uh, uh, it's, it's this week, matchup between two historic franchises, the likes of Larry Zonka and Dan Marino on the dog. Why, why are you shaking your head? No, Larry Zonka and Dan Marino are Hall of Famers. The laces man. were in. We're in. Uh, oh, oh, okay. okay. What about the Ant, the 49ers? I mean, you can list yeah. off a couple, man. We got yeah, some. We got Joe Montana, yeah. Roger Craig, mm -hmm. Epically, Randy Cross. Why are you shaking your head? What? Are you guys forgetting about legendary kicker Ray Finkel? Finkel? He wasn't not, a real kicker. It's not real, dude. They made a whole movie about it. There's a biography. Who? Finkel, who is he talking? Do you. Really, you... horse? Ray Finkel is not a real person. Hold on a second. You... The laces were in. He's talking about <laughs> Lieutenant Lewis Einhorn, correct? Lewis Einhorn. My goodness, dude. He's... Oh, wait. That's right. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Our starting lineups for this 49ers offense and this Miami Dolphins defense. And the projected starting lineup for the San Francisco 49ers, at right tackle, Mike McGlinchey. At right guard, Daniel Brunskill. At center, Ben Garland. At left guard, Lakin Tomlinson. At left tackle, Trent Williams. At tight end, the people's tight end, George Kittle. At receiver, Debo Samuel. At the other receiver, Brandon Ayuk. At running back, Jet McKinnon. At fullback, Kyle Juszczyk. Juice. And at quarterback, hopefully, returning from injury, Jimmy Garoppolo. And now the 3-4 defense of the Miami Dolphins. Up front, they have Raekwon Davis, Devon Godchucks, and Emmanuel Ogbaugh. At weak side linebacker, they have Shaq Lawson. At strong side linebacker, they have Kyle Van Noy. At inside linebackers, we have a Landon Roberts and Jerome Baker. At corners, we have a Xavion Howard and Byron Jones. At free safety, we have Bobby McCain. At strong safety, we have Eric Rowe. And at nickelback, we have Noah Igbenogany. One of the big things is still going to be from the starting lineup. We put Jimmy Garoppolo in there, um, but it could be either C.J. Beathard or Nick Mullins. So that's something that we're going to have to watch. And also Raheem Mostert possibly could be back. Um, I think if he is back, though, Jet McKinnon probably will still start. What do you guys think? I think there's a better chance of seeing Jimmy this week than seeing Raheem Mostert. 
when the way Jimmy's a pro style quarterback, he's not a guy that runs around a whole lot. He is mobile in the pocket, but he his game is not predicated on running like a Cam Newton or a guy like that. So I think it'd be a lot easier for him to play if his ankle's not a hundred percent than for a guy whose game is solely predicated on speed, like Raheem Mostert, to get out there. I'd love to see both of them, but I think we're more likely to get Jimmy back this week. Correct. Agree with you 100% on that. Raheem Mostert has three of the fastest recorded times on the field this year for plays that result in a score or big run of more than 10 yards. Um, three of the five, I believe, the top five, I believe. It's important for Mostert to be able to run full speed and play at, a, at high speeds because that's what he's known for, the 4-3 speed like you bring up all the time, Ant. Um, it's crucial to his game for him especially to get to the edge and break big runs. If he's not at full speed 100%, you probably just let him rest. Jet McKinnon has looked pretty well and, and pretty good running out of the backfield. I know between the tackles isn't his strength, but running back by committee, you, you got Jeff Wilson, you have uh, Jet McKinnon as well. So you figure out a way to make it work with those two if most is not ready to go. But like you said, Jimmy isn't doesn't need to be mobile he doesn't have to be 100 percent healthy necessarily to sit in the pocket and throw he just needs to be able to plant on his foot and so long as he can do that we'll probably see him this week and now it's time for those offensive key matchups torst we're going to start with you buddy what you got my key matchup for the 49ers offense especially after last week's showing is the 49ers offensive line against the Dolphins front but honestly it wouldn't matter who they were playing it's just the 49ers offensive line playing better the Dolphins don't have an especially scary front they do have two solid pass rushers in Shaq Lawson and Kyle Van Noy um we'll see if Kyle Van Noy falls another victim to a guy who can't play when he's not on the Patriots um he does have a sack this year Shaq Lawson has two but we really need Mike McGlinchey to step up his game in pass pro and we need Trent Williams to step up his game in pass pro run skill um Lincoln Tomlinson played a little better actually last week than he has been and now that they're seeing that bare front that they've been seeing for the last couple weeks I'd assume they'll see it again until they block it correctly they really need to get a better push in the run game they have not been opening up holes very much for the running backs and I know their running backs have been injured but last year you it seemed like you could have put my grandma at running back and she'd have got five yards behind the line the way they were moving people around and it just hasn't been that way this year so I'm looking for them to step up have a big game this week my offensive uh, key matchup is going to be the 49ers run game against the defensive front for the Dolphins which I completely expect to be a bear front again I look for them to bring up Van Noy, to bring up Lawson off the edge, and try to jam in the tackles and really cause problems for the 49ers. If the 49ers will switch up their run uh, game and change the way they block it, they can have some success. If they use some wham blocking and stuff with Kittle off the line of scrimmage, use him to block inside linemen and kick them in and let Mike McGlinchey kick out the defensive end. That could help a, a more traditional eye back type look um, so I look for the 49ers to make some adjustments. The only problem with these guys is they are good pass rushers. Again, we're going to see good pass rushers off the edge with Van Noy and with Lawson. So the 49ers are going to have to um, really work at this. They're going to have to make good blocks, key blocks. But I look for the run scheme to change up a little bit and also for the quick screen game to be big. So 49ers run game against this front should be fun to watch. It'll be a, what, third straight week against this defensive set. 
Yeah, third straight week, and it's crucial that we be able to figure out something to establish that run game, because as we've seen, the backup quarterback will struggle if we cannot get that run game established early. My key matchup it was going to be Kyle Shanahan versus essentially what it would, could be limited firepower for the 49ers offense. So Shanahan's ability to scheme, uh, scheme his way out of not having all of his weapons or all of them not being 100% healthy. There is a chance that we don't see Jimmy Garoppolo out there, which means you have a quarterback out on the field that isn't your go-to starter that you're not always going to be 100% confident with and about. Uh, as we saw with Nick Mullins this past week, he struggled. We know that C.J. Beathard lost out to Nick Mullins, so if you're having to turn to C.J. Beathard to be the guy back there manning the helm, uh, I don't know how you can be 100% confident and necessarily going into the deepest portions of your playbook because you're not sure the guy out there can execute those things or make the, the checks out of plays that need to be made when situations aren't good or you have a bad front and need to check out of a run or into a, a different type of a run if they have something set up differently than what you were anticipating anticipating or expecting. There is also the possibility that Debo, even though they released Mohamed Sanu this week, Debo's not 100% potentially healthy and so that may still put him on a pitch count which means your playbook still is not as expansive as it would normally be because you don't want to put him in positions where he's potentially out in the field and can't run routes or put himself in a position where maybe he can't protect himself because he's not 100% there yet. George Kittle is still dealing with a knee issue. That knee issue is not just going to go away magically just because he started playing and played one game well. So there is the potentiality that the firepower, the offensive firepower isn't there. 100% there and 100% healthy, and so you may not have as many weapons or access to as many weapons as he would like, which means it's all up to Kyle Shanahan to be able to scheme effectively. And we've seen what he can do. The question is, is can we execute it? And that's what this week is going to be all about. And now it is time for the Miami Dolphins offensive starting lineup, starting with right tackle Jesse Davis, right guard Solomon Kinley, who is questionable, Center, Ted Karras. Left guard, Eric Flowers. Left tackle, Austin Jackson. The tight end, Mike Gusecki. I'm seeing a USC sign there. I'm assuming that's for Austin Jackson from yes, USC. Sir. Wide receiver, Isaiah Ford. Wide receiver, Preston Williams. At the other outside wide receiver spot, Devontae Parker, who had a breakout season last year and has been dealing with some health issues, so hopefully he's good to go for them. At running back, the breakout star out of the backfield, Miles Gaskin. And at quarterback, the hairy beast himself, Ryan Fitzmagic. And for the 49ers defensive lineup, at right defensive end, Kerry Hyder. At defensive tackle, first round pick, Javon Kinlaw. At nose tackle, DJ Jones. At left defensive end, Eric Armstead. At linebacker, oh, boys. we got Quan Alexander, uh, Fred Warner, and hopefully returning Dre Greenlaw. At the corners, Akilah Witherspoon back from a hamstring injury and the guy tearing it up right now, Mr. Jason Brett. At the safeties, we got Jaquiski Tart and possibly Jimmy Ward. He's having a wrist problem. It could be Tarverius. So some of the injuries that we're gonna have to talk about is of course, Jimmy Ward is dealing with the wrist. So Tarverius Moore could be playing there. Also, Akilah Witherspoon is coming back from a hamstring injury. Emmanuel Mosley still been dealing with the concussion and now uh, Dante Johnson has the groin. And then we got Dre Greenlaw coming back from the thigh contusion. And so, will it be him or Alshair? We don't know for sure yet. Horse, what do you think? Do you think these guys are back, or is it going to be kind of interesting to see what they end up doing? I really hope Dre Greenlaw's back. I know Alshair had the interception off the tip ball last week, 
But if you'll rewatch the games, he really got burnt in coverage a good five or six times on important plays in that game. I think Alshire's a great special team or great high-effort guy to have on your team, but he's a backup. Yeah. And Dre Greenlaw's a starter, and mm-hmm. it's that clear. Um, the corner situation, I'm not scared of putting a killer Weatherspoon out there. He's a gifted guy, and obviously Verrett. Been making plays ever since he's got put in. Former Pro Bowler, he looks close back close to that level. Um, Jimmy Ward for Tavares Moore once again. Jimmy Ward's probably the better player, but I'm not scared to see Tavares Moore out there. He had an interception in the Super Bowl last year. I mean, he's played a lot of football for the 49ers. And the the one that really scares or worries me is Kwan Williams being out as well. I would expect they're going to go with Jamar Taylor there like they did last week when he got hurt. Unless Mosley gets cleared. Unless Mosley gets cleared. <laughs> Jamar Taylor's, obviously I'd rather have Kwan Williams, but Jamar Taylor is a veteran guy that's played a lot of football, once again. Yeah, big time. Uh, that's the, the one that's the most concerning, him and Dre Greenlaw, and it's just because of Al Shire's performance last week. It's very obvious he's probably a plug-and-play situational guy. He'd be fine if you're, he's in there for a few snaps here and there. If he's playing 15 to 20% of the snaps, it's probably not at the end of the world. Uh, if he's having to play 50 60% of your snaps, you got an issue because he can get exploited and get exposed on just 10% of the snaps, and that's a problem. Um, that's what happened last week. So hopefully Dre Greenlaw, good to go. K1 Williams get back from injury ASAP. If we have to roll with Jamar Taylor, that's fine. I'd be a whole hell of a lot more comfortable if it were Emmanuel Mosley, personally. Yeah. I think it's going to make a big difference, especially if Spoon's back. Just Spoon being back will improve the defense a lot. Greenlaw as well, especially in the run game. Um, I think overall they've done good against the run, but even Greenlaw is a better, um, you know, in the past game, he's a better defender over Al Shire, so that'll make a big improvement. Like we've said, Tarverius Moore, Horse said it perfectly. Tarverius Moore, you don't really worry about compared to Jimmy Ward. The only thing as I will say is I think you lose some of that veteran leadership. Yes. Jimmy Ward's kind of that uh, a better tackler in the box, so it kind of makes some freedom for him or Jaquiski Tart to be in the box where Tarverius Moore's not in the box safety. So you kind of lose the flexibility there. Um, and then the blitz. We're going to lose something there with the blitz because K1 Williams is missing and he's one heck of a blitzer. Those would be the big things that I would say. Although Jamar Taylor did have a nice blitz sack. He did. Now let's get into our defensive key matchups for the game. Alex, what is your key matchup? Mine for this week is the DNs, Kerry Hyder and Eric Armstead versus the Cheetah, Matt Breida. Horse was a little confused earlier. We had a conversation. He thought I meant Tyreek Hill. No, I meant Matthew Breida. Breida the Cheetah. Um, his speed, we've been talking about it. The the edge has been lacking speed. We had our special this week, Need for Speed. If you haven't watched that, you need to go watch it. Click the card above my head right now that's showing it so you right can watch now. that right this moment. But Matt Breida, his big thing is the speed, right? He's fast, he's quick. Um, he was kind of used in what the Raheem Mostert role was until Raheem Mostert broke out for the 49ers. Um, he's a fast guy. We need to do a better job of protecting and setting the edge. Getting pressure on Fitzmagic is is important, and that's great, and that's good and all, but he isn't as mobile as Carson Wentz. We shouldn't have as much problems as as we had against Wentz with Fitzmagic. Hopefully, Fitzmagic is Fitzception this weekend, because if he's Fitzception, we have really nothing to worry about. Just get a hand in his face, and he's going to start throwing the ball to us like like it's free candy on Halloween. It's going to be great and glorious. Uh, But if he's not, the DNs are going to be crucial in slowing down this run game, putting them in bad situations, not letting Breida get to the outside, not letting Miles Gaskins get around the edge, 
containing them, making them to force to run the ball up the middle at our linebacking core, at Fred Warner, at Quan Alexander, at Dre Greenlaw. And hopefully, if Jimmy Ward's good to go, guys like Warden, Chukwiski Tart, who you pointed out on our recap show, Ant, have been playing great in the box and great at tackling, coming up and stopping the run, forcing them to run between the tackles. And if they can, if we can do that and the DNs can set the edge and set the tone, it's going to be really hard for that, that Philadelphia Eagles, that Miami Dolphins offense to get going, get rolling, and the big plays, we eliminate them. And then it's just about not making mistakes on the offensive end. My defensive key matchups for this week are whoever plays corner for the 49ers against the outside receiving tandem of Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. Neither guy's having a great statistical year, but both guys are definitely capable of making big plays happen. And when you combine that with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is like a poor man's Carson Palmer in the sense of he just he'll just let the ball loose. He'll just let the ball loose. He is not scared. You can't rush him. You can't. You can make sacks. You can, he's not going to get scared. He's going to throw the ball. He'll put the ball out there for his guys to make a play. The defensive backs have to be on point. If we get any nonsense like that deep ball to Fulgham last week, if we play coverage like that, he'll expose it. So you have to be ready to defend the deep ball when it comes to playing against Fitzpatrick. Yeah, defending the key, the deep ball is important, and that's p- part of what my key matchup is about. It's Sala's blitz package against uh, quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick and just how he's able to disguise it so Fitzpatrick can uh, pick up on it and then make adjustments. I think it would be good for the 49ers to actually keep Fitzpatrick to have just a marginal day. Not something really bad or or something good, but something marginal because I really don't want to see Tua Tagovailoa get in the game because if he comes in, then you got to deal with the stupid read option and him moving the pocket. And then we start wondering about the 49ers defensive ends with the speed again. So I do want to see how Sala attacks him. I think that he's going to bring Blitz from the outside, try to make him step up in the pocket, and then they can collapse with Kinlaw and DJ Jones. But it's going to be who from where, um, and it should be complex this week. I think that if they can confuse him, then they can cause a lot of problems. But I do worry that Fitzpatrick is going to struggle so much in the first quarter that they pull the trigger on Tua Tagovailoa, and then we got to worry about the read option again. Hopefully the 49ers have prepared for that in practice. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. My wild that's bold is that the 49ers will get a little bit of their run game back. They will run for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Sweet. My wild that's bold is that Debo Samuel is going to be in force. Shanahan's going to use him magically, and he's going to have two touchdowns. Dose. Dose touchdowns. Dose tutties. Mine is a little... uh. It's a little more bold, guys. I think I got the, the crazy one this week. 49ers defense is going to hold this Miami Dolphins offense to 125 total yards. Whoa, that's well, really bold. It's really bold. Whoa. Make sure you tune in for Tuesday's episode in which we recap, break down, and hopefully not therapy session out. This game against the Miami Dolphins. We're going to talk about our key matchups, what went right, what went wrong, pick winners and losers, give out some game awards and some player awards, as well as discuss positional breakdowns, who played well from each team, and whether or not the 49ers won the position battle throughout the game this Sunday. So make sure you're there.
Okay, so once again, things uh, things took a turn, and uh, they they didn't they didn't pan out. We had it. We we had the win. We had it. It was right there. It's okay. It's fine. You just you just you just you know you keep on you keep on cliche cliche and then you keep on clicheing and that's what you do. We'll be fine. It's only, it's been four weeks. Meh. Two losses. No big deal. What also helps me in dealing with situations like that is a refreshing glass of one of my favorite beverages. And that is a refreshing glass of... Did I just get censored? But I just wanted to say... I can't say the name? Why, why, why can't I say the name? Not a, not a sponsor of the of the cutback, so I, I can't say. It. Wow, that was that was fast. That was that was quick editing. I, if I just were to you know spit out, gone, man, the censor button, right to censor over here. Jeez. Fine, I won't say the name of it. I'll just sip it. Okay, okay, I'll just say it in my breath. The sensor person's got training on that button, huh? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay. All right. On to my picks for this week. Uh, I've got the I got the Cardinals going over the Jets. I got the Rams going over the Washingtons, and I got the Seahawks over the Vikings. And of course, I think we got it. The Niners going over the Dolphins. All right, that, that, those are my picks for this week. And um, as I enjoy my refreshing glass of a beverage, I can't say. All I'm going to say is that um, I believe that the 49ers will go out onto that Terra and unite as one mana. <laughs> I was not gonna lie. I was, I was expecting Uncle Steffs. So uh, you know, it's, gl it's I'm glad he's back. Glad he's back. Good stuff. It's time for lock it up, boys. Let's do it. All right, it's time for lock it up. As we can see, I'm still in the lead. Thank you, gentlemen, for splitting as well as I did. So let's get right into it. Horst, Arizona is traveling to New York to play the Jets. The Jets are going to have a new starting quarterback this week, Mr. Falco, or Flacco. This probably would be better if it was Falco, but Flacco, who do you got? I just don't see the Jets being competitive against Arizona. I have Arizona winning 31-7. to I, I think uh, Flacco in kind of throws off the Cardinals a little bit, and we've seen their defense struggling. I think their defense continues to struggle without Buda Baker, but I don't think there's any way that they can lose to a team coached by Adam Gase. Um, New York Jets, I don't know what you're doing. Awesome. That that dude needs to, to be gone. Get rid of this man. If Bill O'Brien was fired because of J.J. Watt, which, by the way, J.J., nice. If he's going to get fired because of a player speaking up, someone in the Jets organization needs to say something because I don't know how this dude is still coaching the NFL. I got the Cardinals 28-16 at Adam Gase's final game as a head coach probably ever in the NFL. 
if Flacco had Anquan Bolden, they'd have a chance. He doesn't. He has nothing to play with there. So Arizona is going to win this game 27-17, and Flacco will throw two interceptions guaranteed. Yikes. Not good. Not good. Uh, next game up on the docket, Rams at the Washington football team. Another 10 a.m. game. Ant, what do you got for that one? Yeah, that's going to be a hard trip, this, this 10 a.m. I think it's going to be close. The uh, football team has a very good um, defensive line. Uh, they're going to be starting a new quarterback as well. So no more Haskins. So the ball will probably move a little bit better, but I still think the Rams eke it out 24-20. to 20. The Rams are making a long trip. They're going to be facing a fired-up Washington team. And I think Washington pulls it out after watching how bad the Rams played against the Giants last week. It, they pay, they tried to hand the Giants the game, and they wouldn't take it. I'm taking Washington 20-17. to 20-17. to 17. That's, that's a nice score there. It's not my score. I do have the Rams. I do have the Rams taking this one. I do think, like you said, Ant, that that's going to help having another quarterback in. I just don't think it's going to help all that much. Um, we've seen Kyle Allen perform last year. Chance the 49ers. It wasn't, wasn't very good. Nick Bosa had his rookie of the year moment in that game, let's just saying. Um, so I don't think it's going to help too much. Uh, in fact, I don't think they score a touchdown at all until the very end of the game. Not good for you guys. I do have it being final score of 24 to 16 Rams with a garbage TD late to hopefully Terry McLaren. So that helps out my fantasy team. Please, thank you so much. Hey, Washington, put in Alex Smith. So the next game is the Vikings at the Seahawks. Who do you have, Alex? 5.25 p.m. game, prime time. You know, it's the, it's the, the bright lights are on. It's where Russell Wilson stars. And it's usually where Kirk Cousins shrinks, or at least that's what the narrative has been. I don't believe that to be the case. I do think that we have a Vikings upset here. It seems like they started to click offensively a little bit. I'm going with the upset. Yes, boys. I have to. I'm down. I can't pick the same games you guys are going to pick. And I know you're picking the Seattle Seahawks. So I have to go with the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins, please, do not crumble in prime time. 27-20 Vikings. I need this if I want to be in first place. For the love of everything good and holy in this world. I've watched the Vikings play. Um, there's not an, an ounce of me that thought about choosing them today. I do, however, think they're going to play the Seahawks tougher than the Seahawks have been uh, getting played. Um, I think that the Seahawks are finally kind of getting figured out, but they're opening it up more and more every week. Russell Wilson's still doing his thing. But I think that the Seahawks win 34-27. to 27. I just don't think they can stop Russell Wilson in this down the stretch. I just can't see it. Yeah, I see something similar happen. I think it's a close game down to the wire. I have Seattle winning 34-31. Kirk Cousins. Help Cousins. Me. Help me, please. Four TDs, two picks. Yikes. Let's, let's hope not. Let's hope not. Wow, for those that's two actually picks. a great stat line. That's for him. a really good <laughs> stat line for him. Although, you know, in all honesty, if there were a team he's going to do it against, that Seahawks secondary is probably it, especially with uh, with no Jamal Adams. No. So. Oh, no, they signed Snacks Harris. Oh, they did. Let's, let's be honest. Harris. Snowflake has more breakups than Jamal Adams. Snowflake, how do you feel about that? <laughs> and last, but certainly not least, the game that we need to go really well this week for the 49ers. It's the 49ers versus the Dolphins. 105 p.m. game. Ant, what do you got? <sighs> let's be honest. This one is going to be tough. Fitzpatrick kind of makes me nervous a little bit. Um, 
Is it is it the open shirt and the chest hair, or is it? Uh, it's it's the, the poor man's Carson Palmer. It's the fact he makes weird stuff happen down the stretch, and I just think this is the week, unfortunately, that the 49ers bounce back <laughs> and uh, they win 27 to 23 in a tough game. I think it's going to be a battle, um, but I think the 49ers are fired up after last week, and they're going to make just enough plays to get it done and win the game. My honest opinion is the 49ers defense banged up as it is, is too much for that Dolphins offense. Like we both said over here, Fitzpatrick can be a scary guy. He can go off out of nowhere, but I think they'll get to him. I think the pass rush will shake him up enough. I think the 49ers win 28-16. 28-16, that's a, that's a good score there. I got 28-13 San Francisco. Uh, I think you get the first first appearance of the season of actual Ryan Fitzception. Fitzception shows up this week. Um, people talked about, oh, Fitzception was there last week. Uh, I mean, he, he had threw some bad balls, but that that Seattle defense started to get some pressure on him late in the game, made him, forced him to make some bad throws, and he came back at the end, drove down, and gave him a chance. And I'm still convinced that they stopped the Seahawks short on fourth down, and that was their ball. But hey, you know, NFL, it's fine. Give them a few more breaks they needed. It's it's fine. So I think the 49ers defense is fired up. Fred Warner has said as much. I think they're really focused, and they're going to execute the game plan significantly better than they did. I think having a killer Witherspoon back is going to help. Hopefully we get Emmanuel Mosley back to make up for the fact that Kwan Williams is down and out for a bit. Uh, and I think if we do have some of those pieces healthy, they're going to they're gonna have the first ever Fitception showing in San Francisco, in Santa Clara, at Levi Stadium. Fitception comes out and throws, you know, hopefully half a dozen picks. It's fine. He can throw six. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with it. And at the very end of the game, you get a tag of Iloa sighting. Sighting, but the game's too far out of reach at that point. 28-13. I did predict Tua Tagovailoa would come in for the first time in week five. In week five, when we did our pick show originally, you, you did. You said so. It. If he comes in, I'm gonna kind of live on that one a little bit. Do we give you? A, do we give you an extra win? Unlock it up <laughs> no. if that happens. No extra win for that. Good. No extra wins here. I actually hope he doesn't come in. Like, like I said, I. I would prefer Fitz that. plays yeah. just good enough to stay in, and they still lose. I think we get Fitzception this weekend, boys. <laughs> I'm down for it. Oh. Oh, All right, goodness. so this game is going to be fun. I think the we got two teams just really trying to battle it out. Fitz, Fitzpatrick is going to be trying to find the magic so that way he doesn't lose the starting job. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa is right there getting ready to uh, take his spot. But the 49ers need to get healthy. They need to get healthy quick. This is a pivotal game. Three and two is a lot better than two and three. Can Kyle Shanahan figure out how to get this run game going? And can the 49ers execute a different style passing game with these teams taking away the play action and the rollout. Yeah, this is a big game. People may not realize it. They might look, oh, it's the Dolphins. This is a huge game, and it's not going to be easy out there. The Dolphins are going to come out with everything they have, trying to knock the Niners into a two and three record. And if they end up with a two and three record, that road to the playoffs is going to start looking awfully difficult. This is a very important game. Everybody needs to be there rooting for our team in spirit because you can't be in the stands. Correct. Correct, and this is really sad because I was supposed to be there this weekend. I was supposed to be there. But, you know, it's fine. I'm okay. I'll be fine. It's big, though. It's an important weekend. Uh, we, we need to step up. We need to play good. We need to play well. We have to uh, take care of our quarterback. We have to block well. The blocking schemes have to get better. I don't know if it's a situation where we need to audible out or get our, put ourselves in a better, better position to establish that run game. We also need to get pressure on the quarterback. Our DNs need to step up and play well. 
the DBs need to not get beat, especially late in the game. Hold the fort down. Boys, we need this one. 49ers, we need this one. Don't forget to smash and spike that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Make sure you're here for all of our content because it's, it's great. It's glorious. All right, 49ers need to get this big win. Make sure to tune in Tuesday for all the analysis and breakdown of the show. You know what time it is, guys. Chalk another one up. Believe!